everyone. Welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. I'm Randall Carlisle, along with my co-host Rachel Santizo, and we have a very, very, very special guest who I will introduce in a minute. Uh, and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, I, our statistician, Matt, gave me some information here, the latest information about who is watching and listening to our podcasts. And there's thousands of people around the world. Uh, obviously, the primary viewing or listening audience is in the United States. Uh, but can you guess which countries are, say, second, third, and fourth? Russia. Well, I knew you were going to guess that because Igor, your boyfriend in yes. Russia, who has not gotten in touch with us yet, <laughs> Igor, give us a call. Uh, Belgium is number two for some reason. Wow. Germany is number three. And the Russian Federation is number four. And that's Yay. probably because Igor is spreading the good, <laughs> the good news. So, so welcome everyone around the world. Uh, you obviously can watch us on YouTube. You just have to Google Odyssey House Journals, or you can listen to us on anywhere you can get podcasts. Just just Google that. And we urge you to subscribe so you know when we have a new one. We're getting close to over 100 of these, believe it or not. Yes, that's exciting. Now to our guest, our very special. Maybe yes. we should maybe, can you sing happy birthday or am I putting you on the spot? Oh, you don't happy want me to sing happy birthday to you. you. Happy birthday, birthday dear to Odyssey House. Happy birthday. 50th birthday. birthday. Yes. We are celebrating <laughs> 50 years in existence here in Odyssey House of Utah. And Gary Gingold is our special guest today. And you Hi. were one of the first graduates of Odyssey House of Utah. In Utah, yes. And, and, and one of the first, uh, the first 11 people who showed up here on November 21st. And, and, and see what, uh, you have to understand the origins of Odyssey House. It began in New York City with a woman named Judy Ann Denson Gerber. And, at, and you had been in the program there, right? I'd been in the program in New York and in New Hampshire. We, yes. And, and then we were expanding to Utah. And so mm -hmm. she sent a bunch of you guys out to Utah. She picked 11 people, 11 residents and two staff members. To, a professional staff to come out to Utah and, and open the house at uh, 68 South 6th East. You still remember, don't yeah. you? Oh yeah, yeah. What, what now? What did you guys? I mean, you you were you were all heroin addicts at the time. I, I think the majority of people back then were there were a lot. Of, I was younger. I, w I was 19, and uh, I wasn't in the adolescent program. I was in the adult program because 19. So I was with all the guys that went, went up and just all the way up to older gentlemen. And most of the older guys were all old heroin addicts in New York. Now, what did you guys think when, you, when they said, hey, you guys are going to Utah? <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was something. They, they actually had a class for us to, uh, I mean, uh, you know, a group for us to go over what it was going to be like from coming to New York and slowing down when we got to Utah. And they, actually, and they actually had a class about that. And did, did they tell you about the Mormon religion? Mormon religion. We learned about the Mormon religion. We learned about the cultural differences. But there was nothing like flying into Salt Lake, seeing only the, the, the church office building. It's basically all you could see then. That was and the then, tallest building tallest in Tallest building. Yeah. And the feeling of everything really slowed down. It didn't actually, but it felt that way, you know, because they really told us it would slow down here. And, and the house you came to, uh, for those of you watching, living <clears throat> in the Salt Lake area, is still there, still being used residentially. It's one of our 
four main residential locations. Right. It was 68 South, 6th East, Salt Lake City. And when we got there, it had been an apartment house. And people were being evicted over the months coming. So, the, I mean, right up to the day we got there, people were kicked out of, you know, legally kicked out of their apartments. But we also, we celebrated Thanksgiving there. That the, 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 A week later, I'm not sure of the date, but we celebrated Thanksgiving. And for weeks... We kept finding turkeys cooked in different apartments because we, we weren't together yet, <laughs> you know, wow. and, they, uh, and there was just stuff. We had to clean up the mess. The first thing that happened there was we had to clean all the apartments and empty the stoves and the refrigerators, and we kept finding stuff. You know, it was pretty interesting week. So, so it was a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work. Physical kind of work. Oh, yeah. First Renovating was all the time. You know, changing them into dorm rooms from single apartments and, uh, yeah, a lot of that. And when you guys came over, was it all males at that time? No, no, no. There were girls in the core group also. It was mm. co-ed all the way. Um, yeah, definitely was co-ed. Judy, I mean, and Judy Densengerber was yeah. uh, big into uh, w- women's rights, Let's, I guess we would call that now, and, and having women represented. And definitely, oh, there were several women that came over with us. You know, and, and still around too. Really? So, yeah, yeah, that yeah, I know. Well, I see it. It worked. It, yes. it did work. <laughs> now, uh, maybe you could describe the program back then, I understand, was a lot more difficult than it is now in terms of like length and things like that. Well, the, the length was def. well, I'm not sure of how today's program is lengthwise. Then the typical stay for someone to come in from the first day they came in was. Generally, 18 months to two years. Wow. Unless you were a repeat, and repeat people could stay, you know, could stay longer. But if they were going to complete, it would be about 18 months to 24 months. Um, Started out at the bottom of what they called Candidate Inn. Then, I don't know what it is now. Two levels, uh, Candidate Inn, then first, second, third, fourth, fourth, four levels. Then uh, to a graduation thing called Candidate Out. You know, um, again, I, I'm not sure what they're doing now. But each level you went through and you learned different things. First, the first level you were supposed to learn about yourself. Second level, I, I remember all this. Second level was you learned about people. Third level, you were in charge of those people. Mm-hmm. And fourth level, you took care of yourself in the outside world. You know, and you, and you learned how to go outside of the facility. You know, and, uh, and everything that comes with being outside. Yeah. You know, they were preparing you for re-entry, it used to be called, in, mm-hmm. into the real world. You know, when, so some uh, people were there for several years. Oh, yeah. I, I stayed, I, I stayed in, in, not inside, but as a resident inside. I think I was, I, I came in October 7th, 1970, graduated in the Utah facility in Judy's bedroom, uh, meeting her office, <laughs> office and bedroom, sorry. The, uh, yeah, in, that, no, in <laughs> it was a special area. Her bedroom and, and, and the office in there was only for special things, for graduations and staff meetings and for one marriage. And I was the one who got married in there. But uh, So I, w- I was in the program two years and then graduated and then worked with them for two years. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just all... Th- through all those levels and then, then going back out. And, and it worked for you. What happened to your life after that? I mean, what, what, yeah, after you left? Um, 
I, you know, again, I got married while I was in there, meaning I was married in 1973. I'm still with that lady, Ellis, today, 47, 48 right. years in a couple nice. of months. months. Um, and, and uh, you know, she was through the Odyssey journey. They were the girls next door. The girl, four girls lived next door to Odyssey House on 68 South, 60 East, and they saw the people from New York come, and I think they all got... Got, got off on that. <laughs> or something, yeah. We became the guys they dated. From, yeah. yeah, we're the guys. <laughs> yeah, guys no. from New York. No, so I'm the only one that got married, though. <laughs> but they, uh, they, they wanted to date the guys from New York, and they were all going to the LDS Business College. You know, oh. so it was very odd, odd, odd acquaintances. But, and, uh, but a recovering out. addict it, with people going to LDS business yeah. school. Which, all right, and, and that was another thing, too, because even back then, that was, that was real important. Uh, President Kimball, uh, I remember it because it was a big event that happened with us. Uh, Judy and Densegerba got to go meet President Kimball. Really? And, cool. uh, oh, yeah, and, and he told them right then, we, we recognize there's a problem in our community. And I, 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 I um, somehow... The word of wisdom came up, and that's how they found and funneled money. To the the, um, the church said, LDS residents who came into the program could be given. That's oh, not word of wisdom money. It's you know help help with right. with food and stuff like that. So I, f okay. I forget what that was called. But, but so they acknowledged the fact even back then that there were practicing Mormons who had addiction oh, issues. And that that was the issue with the whole state that they didn't want to accept that, that, you know, we're a religious state, let's say, and uh, that's not here. But they did accept that it was here. And if the church, I think, if the church was really against it, we would have never got here. Right. Yeah. And they, uh, I think back then and, you're right. And, and, yeah. and they weren't against it. They just, you know, and they got involved right away with that, uh, with Judy Densengerber. So I don't know how that works today, but... That, that was important. Then. We, well, you brought along some really interesting stuff that I want to look at. Here's here's here was a business card. Wow. From back then, we spared no expense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm curious to know when you came over, how many other facilities were there? Just the one. We only had the one, right? Mm. Run on on 68 South 6 East, and um, we renovated that totally. You know, in, in, yeah. inside, not not the outside. I mean, we were renovating the first two years. We just kept working on things. I think they finally got a new boiler because we used to have yeah. one that had to be fixed every night. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so what is, before we get into your love life, which we're going to do, uh, what's this? Um, back then, if you graduated, uh, Judy Densengerber, uh, well, after, after you graduated, if you worked and you kept your life going well, you would get to some point you would be called an actualized person. So you'd get a, a, a they'd get, award you a certificate, you know, and so, it, was, so, it was pretty important to get back then. So you became an actualized person. I, I don't know to who, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no, it was just important. It was, they, they were accepting that you were doing well after the program, and that was important, you and, know. And you fell in love while you were here, mm -hmm. right? And with the girl next door. With the girl next door. <laughs> I love it. And you actually had a wedding ceremony in, in the house. In the house, we were there was a uh, there's, there was a family of people in, in Salt Lake City called the Hogels, and they're still here. 
I guess. Hogel like Zoo. Hogel Zoo family. Yeah. Yeah. And they had a horse, I called it a horse plantation, on uh, about 45th South and 7th East. And one of their, uh, I'll just say her first name, a lady named Suze, worked with us who was related to them. And they, she lived at the horse plantation, and we were to get married there. We had it all decorated in this field at the horse plantation. And on April 1st, 1973, it snowed. So we weren't going to get married at the horse plantation out in the field. So we just, everybody put their heads together, and there was a staff member from New York named Barbara Lambert um, who said, let's just have the marriage at Judy's office, and we'll celebrate upstairs in the kitchen with tie-dye sheets on the ceiling. Wow. So we did, and we got married in the facility. And we have pictures. I, I, oh, here, here they are. Uh, pictures of you and your new bride on the front steps of the downtown adult mm. house. That's wow. a favorite picture of mine. Boy, it's I guess. Two favorite places, Odyssey and carrying my wife just then out the front doors. And then and then we have a picture of her and her bridesmaids. Mm -hmm. And now were they uh, fellow LDS business college people? Yes. Or? Okay. The girls next door. <laughs> the girls <laughs> next door. And then uh, yeah, and you got married in... Judy Ann Denson's office, office right. or office slash apartment or mm -hmm. bedroom kind of right. kind of. She had a. We should we should tell folks that Judy Ann Denson Gerber began Odyssey House in New York, and she was an amazing woman. She had degrees. She was a lawyer and a doctor, and she was the first person to come up with this concept of a therapeutic community mm -hmm. to deal with addiction. Because back then, when she was doing her residency in whatever the charity hospital was in New York, addicts would come in and they would basically just sedate them and, and, and so, the, mm -hmm. so the dope sickness would go away while they were sedated and then just release them. It just said, goodbye. And, and, and then they'd go right back to sure. their active addiction. And so she was the first person to come up with this idea of, of bringing them into some kind of therapeutic program. So anyway, when, when, when they expanded to Salt Lake and other areas, uh, Judy Ann had a, I think she had an office slash apartment slash bedroom in, in every facility. In all facilities. She, she was totally welcome and, and they just wanted her to come in. She was just brilliant and would hold, she would come to those facilities for let's say just three days at a time and, and hold, um, They'd call them case conferences where all the staff and the higher levels would come and get to sit and listen to her, not lecture us, but participate in talks about how is the facility going, how do we treat, and how do we treat people. She was great at this person's going to this, well, this is what you should be doing with him or her. And they were wild, wild. They were, you, you were able to do things back then, which I don't think they do now. You know, and yeah. <laughs> well, you had you had what did you call them when when because I read the book. If if you have any interest at all in the origins of treatment, uh, she wrote a book called We Mainline Dreams. And you, if you look it up, if you Google it, you can still find where you can get copies of it. Uh, I have a copy. I read it when I first started working here, and and she was she was an a, a amazingly aggressive, strong-willed person. I think is which and at the time it went against her. You know, she, she was the first in a lot of fields, but the fact that she was a woman then always ran up to the, you know, the wall, the wall of men that didn't really, and, and she was always quick to push your face into it. She, she came here once and, um, oh, the famous club across from the Hotel Utah, 
uh, well, it, 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 oh, the uh, uh, oh, it's the exclusive, the Alta Club. Alta Club. Yes, she yes. was invited to the Alta Club. A woman she, to the Alta Club. And she got, they drove her to the front door, and when she got out, she they escorted her to the side door. Right. Well, she she made an issue about that. I mean, that that was what she was like. She, I mean, she was done. I just got chills. She she really caused a scene. Side door. Now I, I, uh, I don't know the truth. Did she go in or not? But it, it became an issue and and of the day, you know, Good that they asked her. her to go in the side door, and she wasn't accepting that. Well, for I mean, for people who aren't aware of of our history here in Salt Lake City, it wasn't that long ago that they it was a men's only club, and yeah. women had to enter from a side door on State Street, yeah. and so the main door, which was on. South Temple, South, Temple, South yeah. Temple, the grand entryway and everything like that, women could not go in. Even if you if you wanted to bring your wife in for dinner and you were a member of the club, you, the woman had to come in the side door and go up a couple of flights of stairs and there was a waiting room. The man would go into, because I did a story on this when I worked in TV and it was pretty incredible. The man would be seated in the dining room and then a butler would go up to the third floor in the in the women's waiting room and bring the women and or the children down to the dining room to join the man. And the women would do this? Well, yeah, the women would do that. Has this changed? Oh yeah, yeah, it has changed <laughs> yeah. now, but it took it took a lawsuit and and some some bylaw <sighs> changes in the Alta Club. Yeah, it didn't to, change because Judy didn't have it changed, but yeah. she caused the stink then. I, I, I remember it was a it was like oh, you, you can't do that, and she said I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> we can save that for another podcast. I'll go on. So anyway, so so you have this, you get this picture of this strong-willed woman, uh, very bright, uh, very Brilliant. accomplished. And, and she had her private area at the adult house, and, and, and yet we see pictures of, of is, now is that in her room? That's in the room, the, the, you see the wood in the back, this is her room, and this was the wedding, uh, uh, my wedding. How'd she and, let you get it, do your wedding? Well, she, wedding was, she wasn't here, here for it. First did, of all, she, she wasn't here. Did she know about it? Yeah, she knew we were getting married. <laughs> Barbara Lambert, Bar Barbara's in that picture. This lady, Barbara Lambert, I'm, I'm sure she covered herself and got permission. And, and Judy was great like that. She, she just, you know, she, the, it was very big to be respectful. So I suppose even mm -hmm. asking would have just done that. Oh, you yeah. know, and, uh, and she was great like that. And uh, they brought in as many as they could. The, all these people were at the wedding, and some of them are families of people. Um, wow. And, uh, but the residents were also allowed to come in, and we just jammed in to get the picture. And then again, went from there to upstairs for everybody who was there in the dining room that I think is still on the second floor, yeah. but it hadn't been finished yet. So this was only, you know, this was April 73 from April, uh, November 71. So it hadn't been, the ceiling wasn't in yet. So they put up tie-dye sheets so we'd have it look better. Wow. <laughs> and and they, they threw them up and it was great. Nope. And interesting is the dining room is still a common area yeah. for yeah. connection today. And so I think that's great. We, we were talking before the podcast began that these were I, the early days of mm -hmm. dealing with addiction. And people did not have a great understanding of how addictive personalities worked and how, how addiction could be handled by people. And so back then, and certainly not now, I'll tell you that, uh, back then, 
it was considered a separate addiction. Like you're a recovering heroin addict, I'm a recovering alcoholic. And so if you're a recovering heroin addict, you can drink. Right. Okay. I, I don't think it means I could use heroin, but, uh, you know, but by the same token. Right. So anyway, in celebrations and festivities at Odyssey House way back then, mm -hmm. you could actually drink if you were a recovering heroin addict. If you were, if you were a level four, and like when Judy would come into town, and on, on let's say on the Friday or Saturday night, we would all go out to dinner together. The staff, plus the level fours, they were always allowed to join in. And Judy would at that say, well, they can have permission to have, have a drink. The level fours were allowed to have a drink. The graduates or the staff that were graduates, there was no stipulation. They had already graduated and gotten, gotten what we called our drinking privileges. You know, and the, uh, they, they actually you know, called them that they, back then. And they actually said, now go out and learn to drink like gentlemen. And later on, I felt mm. I heard that that came from another kind of uh, book on, on alcoholism. Well, but they the were telling AA's big yeah. book says we all strive to, because I'm a recovering alcoholic, uh, we all strive to drink like gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. And, and but I, I didn't know that that's where that came from yeah. yet. So they told us, now go learn to drink like gentlemen. Yeah, everything was about learning to go back into society. You know, you, you've right. gotten here, now you're going to pay back by having a job, you're going to have a family. I mean, it was still the, the dream of life, you know, pay back to society, work, have a family, have a good job, and go through life happy, along with alcohol. <laughs> Learn how to incorporate alcohol drinking into that. Isn't that and, amazing? Uh, everybody... That wasn't everybody's motivation to graduate. To graduate was wonderful. Um, and I can remember, I, I couldn't wait to graduate. I mean, I was going to graduate, and <laughs> it was great. And the first thing that happened during graduation was, what's the drink I can have? And uh, they gave me one drink. And uh, I was allowed to have a drink. And <clears throat> I had never thought I had a problem with alcohol. I knew, we, we, back then we were called ex-addicts. Uh, and in other words, that issue's over. Which it's not, you know, but you no, think it's, it's a over. lifelong thing. But, you, you, but back then they sort of considered you cured. Cured, and you are now an ex addict. Now go learn to drink. And right from the first drink, and I, I remember, I just remember going, I'll have a drink, put it in that, that, that glass of Coca Cola and no ice. And I don't even know why I said that, but they did. They gave me my, my one drink. And the next morning we had a staff mem uh, meeting, and I had just graduated. And I, and I remember, geez, nobody said anything to me. And I got awful silly the night before when that one big drink, you know, and nobody mentioned it. And uh, it just was the way it was, that that was okay. Uh, it, it took its toll on me. It took 10 years for it to take its toll on me. Most of the other people, meaning I ended up in another program to stop with my alcoholism, and I have been for 35 years now. Um, I'm totally clean and sober. And I, I still... Even though I look at it that that was a flaw of the system then, I'm, I'm here because I entered a place called Odyssey House that Judy and Denson Gerber opened up. And uh, it, it just got crazy. You and, know, and, and she has died. If you could run into her today, what would you say to her? Oh, I, I, geez, that, uh, I, um, I, I would probably, just, truthfully, I would say thank you and I love you. And, and, and I know about all the troubles that may have happened in her life and with Odyssey. I find it's a shame today that people don't really know who it is. And the, all these Odysseys are still all over. Odyssey House Utah is like everywhere. This, the building right. today, and, oh, yeah. and they don't really know it's because this, this crazy 
brilliant woman came out here and fought every possible thing to get us here and got us here. And, uh, and it worked. It's just that they had, a, they had to grow also. And, they, and they've grown. You know, Odyssey's grown. But she did also. Um, so I, 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 I just totally, you know, I, I know she was human and had flaws. And that, 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 that great character of hers took its toll. But she, she, there's a lot of great people in history have ending stories that aren't so great. But they did wonderful things, you know, and she did. She, uh, uh, you really should read the read the book. She was she grew up in high society in New York. Her husband was the medical examiner of New York, and so she had a lot of very conservative, Republican kind of people who were very wealthy. In in and she was in high society social circles, and so for her to hang around with a bunch of heroin addicts from Harlem. And, and and then do all this stuff around, you know, and she was always asking for government funding to help help keep the programs going. Uh, she was she was a maverick. Yeah, and they were afraid of her. That, that, just because she was so strong. And they knew, you, you know, some people know to like, well, you don't say that here. You don't go to Utah and fight women in the back door, but she did. And she fought all those politicians. She also, uh, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not mentioned a lot. I think it's mentioned in the book a little. She was one of the first people to ever bring up child pornography to the government, that there's a problem with child pornography. That was like a, an issue of hers. And, but nobody was paying attention. And we would have staff meetings. And she never passed around the literature to show us. She just said, this is not acceptable. And she tried to fight that. And she did start some things that I'm sure have taken us to where we are today, where, you know, the, these are real problems that are that are being taken care of right. today, you know. But she was just in on everything, you know. And uh, she, she loved working with addicts, though, and, and helping us be okay. She what, knew we could. What, uh, what do you think you, was the... Were some of the biggest things you learned from going through Odyssey that helped shape your life for the rest of your life? Um, I, I, lying, there was a big thing about lying, and when we were constant, there was thing called, called, things were called confrontations and encounters. And if someone felt you lied to them, they could confront you if you thought someone lied to you. So lying and integrity were like very important. Um, and it's still very important. I mean, it was really drained into you, uh, put put into you over and over and over. Um, other, other little things. I got there and, and, and didn't know how to make a bed, you know, and uh, <laughs> making a bed to this day is like very important. And little things that, that are important that, that we do. Uh, being on time. Addicts were notorious at not being on time. That was, they held a line, being on time. And then service to others. That, that, that was just so big back then, you know, and it, it, service to helping someone else below you in the program. Uh, part of that encountering thing was if someone above you is doing something wrong, you have an obligation to try and help them, you know, and, and to be of service to them. And then service in community, you know, and, uh, and she was just, she was big on all that. And uh, it was big then. And later on in life, after Odyssey, um, I, went, I was in the military after that, and all those things I learned in, in Odyssey helped me there. Uh, I've, I've worked my entire life. Every, everything I've learned there was, came, came from there. Just a place to start. Start being honest, start helping, and do my, do my job. And, 
and, and put my effort in. And that was all about putting effort in. You didn't, you didn't get to be the guy laying around there. You know, that was really mm -hmm. big. And take care of yourself, you know, and uh, so, but. You were an Odyssey graduate. Yeah, you learned pretty much the same things, only it was, you know, 40 years later. You know. Yeah, I think it's interesting throughout this entire interview is that because I'm a graduate from the adult house. And so things what it is, is the fundamental principles of all of it are still the same. So there's one extra level. Right. But it's all about the encounter process. It's about yeah. our behaviors and how we express ourselves, and also our side of the street. Right. And yeah. and so she definitely laid those principles and standing up for herself and what's right and how we respond and how we react to things. And so it is the same. Some things have shortened, some things we are not able to do. Um, so like drink from, alcohol. <laughs> we cannot drink alcohol. Um, so when I went through the program, um, we did marathons. Oh, we had marathons. And we can't do those anymore. When oh, no. I know. So when I went through the program, we had them, and I did not like them when I went through the program. But now that I actually run one of the programs, I wish we could do them. <laughs> we had a three-day marathon. Yes. yes. Three days, and you all – the kitchen upstairs. Yes, the kitchen is we, the space. We're all – there's a bathroom, of course. You're allowed to get up to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And the rest of it is no sleeping. You know, if someone falls asleep, you hit them in the arm and they wake up. And for three days, we, you know, you, you dipped a little bit. But right. you ate in there, you slept in there, and you talked in there. And, and when you're in a room with three days with someone, you, mm. you, you end up talking about everything. And anything it can is. come out because you're lack of, you're sleep deprived. So you, they were crazy meetings. Not crazy bad. Right. Just emotional meetings. And um, I had a brother come live with me. He also came and lived with us for, for a year there. And my younger brother, and in one of those marathons, we, we had the, uh, oh, what do you call that? But the breakdown of our lives, just realizing where we came from and what had happened, mm -hmm. and now it was going to be all right. And the cathexism, yes. I think they called it a cathexism. And yeah. it, but it was in one of those marathons. And anyhow, they, they used to do that. They used to, I don't think you cut people's hair anymore. No, you know? no. If, if you walked off the steps and split, you got a bald head. Yeah, uh, no, no. You got yelled at. And things called reprimands, and and the harder they yelled at you was what they wanted to make you just feel like crap, and then build you up as you walk out, much like the military. Right. Because when I went right. to the military, they did the same yeah. thing. They brought you down, and at the end of the thing, you're you're hugging the guy that brought you down. You right. Know, and uh, so it just they had that idea, but there was a lot of things then, and. Yeah, you, you've been a tremendous don't. guest. We are, believe it or not, 30 minutes has passed mm -hmm. very quickly. So Gary Gingold has been our guest. I, I really appreciate you sharing you. these thoughts because, yeah. you know, it helps all of us who work at Odyssey, right? Yeah. Know, to, to look back and think about our, our proud history. Uh, and, and I'm glad you, uh, <laughs> glad you volunteered to do this. Can I, can I give you the one, a, a very a, a very big thing about Odyssey? Back then, I don't know if they still do it, there was a pamphlet, and I think I have it here. It was the Odyssey Method. And in the end of the method, method Judy had wrote something, which I still think today, and it, it, it was, it's pretty close to what I'm about to say. It might be exact. It said, by, by first doing, I proved that it could be done. Mm -hmm. The second doing slipped unnoticed. The third doing slipped with came with ease. I had a new habit of living, 
and it, it was just important. That was a great saying back oh, then. Yeah. It was all about our change. It is our philosophy. I have Still, it hanging yeah, up, yeah, yeah. in our oh, bathroom at Meadowbrook. Absolutely. It's yeah. that habit of living How and just living. learning that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's our oh, philosophy. Yeah, that was a good mm-hmm. one. It's a good way to well close said. the program. Thanks, yeah. Rachel. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Uh, thank we you. thank you yeah. for watching another edition of Odyssey House Journals.